Welcome to the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett and Robbie Sabo. Welcome back, New York Jets fans, to the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett. We are here two weeks after we broke down Drake London and got Wayne's thoughts on the taller receiver from USC uh, this time with the, uh, I'd say, what two weeks until the draft, we're going to review Ohio state's Garrett Wilson and see what number 80 has to say and think about his film. Wayne has everything tonight. Things are good. How are you doing? I'm, I'm good. I'm uh, in the corner of my eye watching the Rangers start uh, pushing towards the playoffs. It should be fun Rangers in the playoffs and, uh, I think that both the Mets and Yankees are on tonight. Any, uh, you've been watching baseball? Yeah, actually, Yankees are up two nothing right now. We may start at six thirty. Uh, six forty. I don't know if the Mets did Mets win or tied four four. I'm not sure. I did not catch it yet. Yeah, so they're playing game two right now. Okay. Yeah, so uh, Mets look good. I mean, I mentioned that. That was my my pick. I think they're like seven or two or seven and three, whatever it is. Uh, they look good. They got some good bats. Giants are kind of uh, Yankees are kind of sluggish, but sometimes they start that way. But uh, overall, some good parity in the league this year. Yeah, how about Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole's got to find it for the Yankees, right? Well, so far so good in the first inning, but you don't know what's going to happen. You know. Yeah, yeah, they need him because I mean, you got Montgomery, and I don't know what else they have in the rotation right now. They got to have Cole. Right. We got Cortez and like, you know, Severino, whoever. The Cole needs to lead the way, though. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the draft is what it was today, Tuesday. You guys are probably listening to this Wednesday morning, if not Tuesday night. Draft is pretty much right around the corner. We're here. And unlike, I've been thinking about this recently, unlike the last two drafts for Joe Douglas, it was pretty. Simple. I mean, he made the right moves. I think when he when he drafted Beckton more than the player itself, he he said he made an announcement and and with authority and said, enough with this nonsense. We have to draft a left tackle. They hadn't done it since 2006. He did that. And I think that was the best message to send Uh, last year. Quarterback Zach Wilson, he knew he wanted to move on from Darnold. No, they're not easy decisions, but they were right in front of his face. This year is kind of different where everything is scattered. Uh, Teams could go in a variety of different ways and they have two top 10 picks. So what they're going to do is anyone's best guess. I think the only thing I'm sure of, and and I'm not really sure, but mainly certain is he's going to want an edge player, but that's it. That's the only thing I know for sure. I, you know, when you're looking at the mocks and getting a feel for this draft, any, Top of the head thoughts come to mind. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's some good uh, offense linemen in the top five there. 
But uh, Thibodeau looks like he's going to be around. Uh, and I read today that he had a great visit um, with the Jets. So supposedly, if he's there at four, I think that's their fourth, first choice at this point. You, you think they're going to pull the trigger on Thibodeau, huh? I mean, he's he's solid as they come. Yeah. I mean, uh, they said maybe he took it a little easy his senior year compared because, uh, you know, he kind of knows his, you know, where he was in the draft. But he thinks he's the first pick. You know, Hutchinson's going to go, but he thinks he's the best player in the draft, and you want that confidence. But, um, yeah, in, in Salah's defense, and if they go to 10 and pick up Stingley or, or, or Gardner, um, that's two big weapons that uh, Salah could have for his defense. Yeah, and you, if you think about Salah's quote, uh, what was it, a couple of weeks ago where he – a reporter asked him about the secondary and the cornerbacks, and he said, hey, the best way to play defense is to hit the quarterback. So, yeah. you know, that's a message in itself. And we haven't had that in a while to where we could rush the quarterback and uh, get hands on without, you know, a heavy blitz package. So, you know, if they could get a front four, you know, an edge rusher like that, certainly uh, be a lot better than last year. And if you think about the the way they plugged holes this offseason in free agency, they got a corner, they got a safety, they got tight ends, uh, they got a guard in Tomlinson. Right. So although Douglas and Salah, I'm sure they'll be tempted to go Neil or Iquanu or our boy with the last name, you know, I'm on your page here where it's probably edge rusher, cornerback receiver. I, th- I think those are the three spots in the top 10. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously we're going to talk about Garrett Wilson. So uh, if he's there at 10 or, or London's there, do you take him? I don't know if they're going to move back a little bit, but um, they have options yep. where last year, you know, it was, you know, a quarterback this year, you know, what they picked up in free agency allows them to have more versatility, you know, with those first two picks, you know, what they've done in free agency so far. Yeah. A lot of different avenues. It'll be interesting. And and the other thing with Gardner, he might not last till 10. I mean, he might be off the board way before that. There's even speculation. He can go at four to the jets. Do they dare do that? I probably don't think so. Cause I think they really want that edge, but Hey, Hey, I mean, I guess it's a possibility. Well, I think Stingley, kid from LSU, might be just as good. Yeah. Um, even more polished, you know, going against better competition. So, you know, if Gardner is not there, I don't know how sold they are on the kid. Then um, Stingley's the guy at 10. I think he'll be there uh, regardless of what happens in the first nine picks. Yeah, and then you got Jermaine Johnson, the Florida State edge. You got Carlaftis. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying his last name right, so my apologies if I'm not. From Purdue, um, high motor guy, edge. Again, a lot of different options. And, and the way Douglas and this regime decide to pick will, you know, tell a story from here on out. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Like I said, just the, the amount of options we have, the amount of picks we have, and, you know, what we can do if we move back to pick up more picks. I think the the fourth pick is, is, is we're not trading that one. Maybe go, right. you know, move on 10. But, you know, fourth looks like it's going to be Thibodeau if he's there. I, I, I tend to agree right now. I, I think that's the way it, it looks to be unfolding. It could they outside chance. They go Jermaine Johnson at four, but that would be pretty high for him to be honest. Yeah. So yeah, I'm on that page as well. So let, let's get into some Garrett Wilson highlights. We don't want to get too deep. We know our, our friend Joe Blewett does a great job digging through the film. And he recently did that with Burks London and Garrett Wilson. So we'll just uh, run through for people watching on YouTube or on the site. We'll run through some highlights. And if you're listening, just go to YouTube, search Underdog Jets Podcast. You'll find it. And we'll uh, watch and talk with some commentary along the way. 
So, I mean, Garrett Wilson versus London, Wayne, they're definitely different players. It's a, it's a 1A, 1B situation as he catches a touchdown on a post easily, wide open. Let's watch the route here. Where is he in the slot? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, he, he takes the cushion away to uh, get that guy on his heels and turns him. But this, what I noticed is you sent this to me, the separation this mm-hmm. guy gets. Yeah. I mean, he's pulling away from this guy. Um, he, you know, attacks his technique. And look, he turns him right there. And I mean, yep. it's over. Yep. I mean, it's uh, like I said, I, the way I felt about London was more of a, like I said, Mike Evans kind of guy. And just watching this guy's routes are more of like a Justin Jefferson kind of guy, and a yeah. Stefan Diggs kind of guy. You know who you know who he reminds me of too? It's Antonio Holmes. Yeah, a little bit. Right. Little and bit, not just yeah. because of the Ohio State thing, just the way his feet are. He's sometimes a long strider. Yeah. You know, and I like his feet a lot more than London's. I'll say this. London is more polished in terms of reading defenses, I think. But Wilson, so his route running is better, London's, but Wilson's feet are really good. And I think his potential might be higher. Yeah. Um listen, I was impressed with London. When we watched the the the, the film, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I hadn't watched a lot of film on Wilson, but watching this, I wish they had, you know, more of the um, focus on the routes. Sometimes he's out of the picture until he catches the ball. Yeah, we, we're, from we're what I've we're seen going... on the replays when they focus on the one on one of it. Yeah, this kid gets unbelievable separation. I I think just based on the first five or six. Uh, you know, routes and catches that I, I I'm starting to favor him a little bit more. Ooh, ooh okay. You know what we'll yeah. do? We're, depending on who they draft, we'll actually review. Here we go. Here's a one-on-one. See, that's a ridiculous route, and it's See, a great catch. Yeah, he's he's got an outbreaking route, but he in, he attacks the inside the blind shoulder. spot. Blind spots. Yeah, the blind spot, and uh, and this guy's got to do a baseball turn. Yeah, I mean the guy can't stop. He has to do a baseball turn. Um. And that makes it tough on the defender. You know what I mean? The fact that he he released outside and then straightened up and leaned back in. I mean, yep. yeah, he's dead. He turned him twice. I mean, and, and the way he dropped his weight, um, that's that's really really impressive. Yeah. What we'll do is, depending on who they draft, we'll review the actual all twenty two film so we can get the one on ones after the draft. So depending on who they draft, hopefully they take a receiver now so we can dig yeah. into that. Um, but for now, before draft, we wanted to keep it simple. Well, Blewett, you know, focuses on the uh, big stuff. Yeah, see that? Yeah. He's 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 always pretty controlled. And when it's a one-on-one situation, he's not reading everything. That's where he's – and I'm not saying he can't read. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying you don't really see it much on film based on all of his weapons and all of his teammates. He Remember, he had a, a lot of good weapons playing aside of him. Alave, the tight end. This quarterback – uh, Stroud, he's uh, he's pretty he's good. putting it right on him. I mean, oh, look at that very stiff arm. quarterback friendly, but uh, yeah, he's trying to make plays. That, you know, trying to score on every play, obviously. But I just like the way he attacks the defense, yeah. uh, and he's sure-handed. Yeah, the ball sticking to his hands. There's no double catches and there's no body catches. Um, yeah, I I wonder what his, his comparison was. Did he perform at the combine, Wilson? Uh, yeah, but I'm pretty sure he did. His 40 time is nothing to write home about. In other words, he's not a elite burner, so he right. doesn't have the top end speed. Um, 
but again, you, you really don't need that. If you're a route runner and you're quick in and out of breaks, that's yeah. the thing. And I think that's where he really excels. Yeah. He's, uh, I mean, he runs, he's not a straight runner and goes the nine routes from the outside. When he does get deep, he's in the slot. Right. Six foot. He's about six foot. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so he's not the biggest guy. Uh, your, your comparison uh, who did you say after Jefferson? Uh, Diggs. Diggs. Diggs yeah. is a pretty good comparison. Yeah. Uh, not, I the know big Blue body, not the big body, but yeah, right. definitely good route runner, drops his weight. Yep. And a lot of times when he's coming out of breaks, he comes downhill uh, away from the defender. So essentially the defender would have to go through him to get to the ball, which can, yeah. you know, bring it past interference or something. So definitely quarterback friendly. Yeah, I would love to see. If they draft him, we'll go over the film. I would love to see how – how he stacks defenders if he gets deep based on his height. Right. Um, right. But yeah. everything else looks pretty good. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I'm not sure where he's, uh, where they pick him to go or who's the first receiver he, off the board. He's general consensus number one right now, but it's close. Okay. But it's close. Yeah. I, I was thinking, you know, Burks and then him, you know, London. Um, I just think, you know, obviously he's got, you know, Alave on the other side taking some t- attention away. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, this kid uh, is definitely a, a starter right away and certainly an impact player, you know, right from the jump. Yeah, especially in today's league, too. You don't need the yeah. size. Yeah. You know, like you used to. He's got he's got hops, too. He could, he could go. He can get up. His vertical's pretty good. Right. Yeah, so, um, like I said, looking at this a little more, uh, like I said, <laughs> maybe I changed my mind a little bit since, uh, you know, I was touting, uh, Drake London, London as the, uh, the next guy, the next Mike Evans in the league. It's close. Probably. It's close. And the good news is that they're not going, there's a chance that neither of them go in the top 10. So there's a chance that if the jets go Thibodeau at four or Gardner at four, that both of them will be there at 10. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it'll play out that way, but there's a chance. Well, also if, it's not one of these two, you know, the kid from Malibu, uh, was it Jameson Williams? Yep. Jameson Williams. He's coming off an injury. So he might slip a little bit. Maybe that's something they can get. We haven't watched film on him. Yeah. But if they have a choice, I think at this point, yeah, look, he's a hand catcher. Yes. And he yeah. jumps too. Like he has no problem getting up. Um, it, See again, receivers so deep every year. It just the yeah. nature of the sport these days, college football, there's like 90 plays per offense every every game. Uh, I, I still think they have to remove the uh, stop the clock after first down rule. College right. games can't be taken longer than pro games, but yeah, that's another yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's another story for a different day, but so many receivers, it's so deep. So knowing Douglas, listen, Jets fans, if he, they don't take a receiver at four or 10, don't lose your minds. Don't don't lose your minds because it's really deep. He can get another one and be fine. I mean, you got Elijah Moore early second last year. There he goes on the bubble screen. Look at that cut. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, say we don't go receiver. Say we go edge. As far as edge rushers, mm. after Hutchinson and Thibodeau and the kid from Florida State, mm. is there a big drop-off? You got Carlaftis, George Carlaftis from Purdue, who's more yeah. of a – He's not an athletic freak. He's more of a high motor guy. What I'm saying is, the receiver is a lot deeper. Yes. Than the edge 
and the shutdown corners. I mean, yes. I haven't heard too many names besides uh, Stingley and Gardner going, you know, in the, the front half of the um, first round. McDuffie. So, McDuffie would be the third guy. Okay. And then I know uh, Hamilton, the safety, mm-hmm. be the first safety off the board, maybe the first DB off the board. Yeah. So um, they said, I'd love to get a kid like this, but if receiver is the deepest position in the draft, maybe you do go right. one to, uh, uh, you know, edge, you know, corners, corner uh, safety kind of, you know, picks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, picking up DJ Reed is, is a big move at corner because it, doesn't put you in a situation where you feel forced to have to take a corner. Now, what's the word on did Debo Samuel get his uh, contract from the Niners? Is he still on the trading block? He, I mean, there, there have been different quotes that have come out saying that they don't, they're not interested in, in trading him. Right. So I don't think anything's going to happen there. Uh, but there's been some strife with AJ Brown recently on social media. He's been tweeting up a storm. Um, I don't know who it was, but apparently he's getting the sense that the organization or people within the organization are calling him a bad teammate. Uh, so the AJ Brown stuff is heating up. Yeah. Well, anytime there's a contract negotiations coming up, they make you seem like you're not a good teammate. You're not a good right. player. Right. You know, they put the pressure on you in the social media and the public eye to maybe take a lesser deal or something. So I don't believe in all that stuff. I know Samuel wiped his, uh, uh, social media of all 49 related stuff. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And they're saying, would he be the same player in New York? But Lef- he had LaFleur in, uh, in San Fran. In, in San Fran. Yep. So I'm certainly they could use him the right way. But uh, if they get either one of these kids or a guy like Samuel, I mean, add them to what we have already. Um, Zach's got some weapons. And, yep. you know, we talked a couple weeks about McBride as a second or third round pick to, to tight end. With Zuma and with Conklin now, and one of these guys throwing a mix, I mean, one more guy to protect Zach, and you got a, you know, top half of the league offense potentially. Yeah, and it will be, I mean, philosophy-wise, if 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 there aren't options there, and, and there's, they have to go to a certain position because the options are just, that's where it is. Right. I understand. But if the options are there, it'll really tell us a lot about this regime. Because yeah. another need they really, really need desperately is interior defensive line. Right. Letting Foley go to Jacksonville. You know, I think it was the right move because he's more of a zero tech, nose tackle, three, four guy. But they have a dire need in there. And um, that kid who's 340 pounds, I don't know if they view him as a scheme fit. I think he could play in any scheme. Uh, what's his name? Jordan Davis. I haven't really watched much on him, but he's projected to go mid first round. Okay. Uh, I don't know much about it. Where is he from? I think it's Georgia. I'll double check it. Jordan Davis. Yeah. He's got to be in the back of the mind because knowing Douglas and Sala inside out, he's the wild card to me. Yeah. You need that push up, push up the middle. And yeah. like you said, you get these guys. Um, is Lawson coming back healthy now? Carl Lawson. Lawson yep. Lawson. Lawson is yeah. pretty much back because uh, voluntary OTA started already and he was there. He was tearing up Beckton in, in yes, training camp before he, he got hurt. He so, really I mean, was you with put his him hands. outside with Thibodeau. Yeah, and you have Quinnen inside get another guy. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man, just I'm not saying they're gonna be, you know, top ten in the league, both offense and defense, but they'd be certainly 
top half, you know what I mean? Not, you know, ranked in the, you know, 25 to 30 range. You know, and I listen to the talk radio and stuff like that. We're not a lot of pieces away from being a very competitive, potentially playoff team. You know, with, with this draft added to the free agency, you know, they're, they're close. I know you have to win some games, uh, you know, maybe you shouldn't, you know, during the year. Uh, but you got to win the ones you're supposed to win. You get a couple of those games. You know, you're you're a wild card. You're in the playoffs. Yeah. And I mean, think about how poor the run defense was last year. Dead last in the league, just gaping holes. Well, you know, also, yeah. also, we were behind a lot. So other teams were running the ball just to run out the clock. Yeah. And they didn't need to pass. So that's uh, misleading. But certainly they gashed us on a lot of big plays last year. For sure misleading. But the point is, don't be shocked if they go edge at four and then that big man in the middle at 10 or trade down, knowing they can get that big man in the middle, you know, at 18, 20, early 20s. Yeah. Well, if you move back for that big D lineman, certainly. One of those good receivers is going to be there. So maybe you get all three. You're just yep. not going to be getting Gardner or Stingley. Yep. One, good, one, you know, top two. But we did bring a couple of guys in already, you know, in the secondary. So, like you said, we haven't found that big push up the middle uh, in, uh, in free agency yet. So maybe we get them in the draft. I, I think I'm leaning towards that as the best case scenario. Edge at four, trade back, get that big man in the middle. If they view him as a scheme fit, he's a really big dude. Uh, if you yeah. view him as a scheme fit in Salah's defense, you know, rundowns, you know, these big D tackles won't be out there for sub packages and then okay. get an extra asset and get a, get that receiver late first round. I agree. So what's the next step from here? Who else are we looking at in the next uh, well, know, check 10, out, 7 to 10 days? Check out this uh, back shoulder here. One-on-one, no separation. Um, get Goes up and gets it, times it perfectly. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't have the size, but he he definitely wins battles. I I wouldn't say he's lacking size. I mean, <laughs> like he plays he plays big. Yeah, he plays he plays bigger than he is. But um, wow, this quarterback's not bad, man. No, that was a good. Play. That was need a good quarterback, placement. but he's uh he's pretty good. That was good placement, and against Michigan in the big house, snowing. Yeah, he plays bigger bigger than he is. And I'm not saying he's small by any means, but compared to some of the other. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking of London. I'm thinking of London. Yeah. And shout um, out to Colton Denning on YouTube for the uh, video that we're reviewing. We'll link it in the description. Yeah. Uh, this, this kid's more fluid than, uh, than London. He's smooth. He's smooth. Yeah. I love his feet. He's not nearly the perfect route runner, not even close, especially when thinking about, you know, uh, coverages as a whole, but absolutely. He, he, he looks the part for sure. Yeah. And he's playing inside and outside. Yes. He could play everywhere. You know, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. It might be tough to get London inside. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what, what's, what happens. Any whispers we hear of them trading back or something like that in the next uh, week to 10 days. Yep. We will. We got one more show before the draft, which would be next Monday. We'll kind of put a bow on the draft preview. Um, head to iTunes, rate and review. It's the best thing you could do. Subscribe on YouTube. Head over to jetsxfactor.com. Uh, look for the Underdog Jets podcast in the menu. Use that discount code 80. Uh, I just came from the post office a couple hours ago, sending out more photos, signed photos of you, Wayne. Uh, actually, I might need to have you mail me over a, a, a few more because I'm running out. 
Yeah, awesome. Everybody using discount promo 80. Um, like you said, you uh you never mentioned it. What you you text me um last week about uh the traffic on the site and where yep. we rank as far as jets related sites. Yeah, yeah. Jets X Factor is bringing in the traffic, folks. I mean, uh close to seven hundred and fifty thousand readers. Uh, monthly readers in March, right? It's April right now. Yeah. In March. So we're right up there. I mean, we're really bringing in the traffic. The content is tremendous. I mean, that's what really gets it done. The quality content of the videos, Blewitz breakdowns, Nania with his analytics, Krebet hopping on. Um, there's a lot of good things coming up, which will, which will keep secret right now, but a lot of good football stuff. Yeah. And like I said, I look forward to checking out the site every, uh, every morning and yep. everybody, that here's what I talk about on this podcast. You know, be sure that I uh, I find most of this material from these uh, articles on the site. So I uh, hope everybody enjoys it, and hopefully we get into some more stuff next week. Just wait until we get Wayne writing, folks. Just yeah. wait for that. That's coming. I'm telling. You. That's coming. That's coming in the season. It's coming in the season. Some game yeah. breakdowns, and also yeah. too. Don't forget, we have the app JetX Mobile. J E T. Uh, SpaceX mobile on Apple and Android. So you can get real-time notifications. A lot of people check it out that way as well. All right. Sounds good, man. All right, Wayne, we Jets fans, we will catch you next Monday. Uh, Be on the lookout for this, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, and, uh, you know, stay tuned to Jets X Factor. The draft is right around the corner, OTAs, rookie minicamp, and away we go. Until next time, we'll catch you later. Take care.